Isn't it just the worst when you're in a conversation with an English speaker and you have to say, I'm sorry, what was that? Or what exactly does that mean? It's the worst. That's why it's so important to practice your idioms and learn new ones every day. In this English lesson, I'll teach you 14 new idioms. We'll listen to a conversation about a wedding and then I'll teach you exactly what the phrases mean so that you can add them to your vocabulary. Let's get started. Hey, are you ready to roll for the wedding next weekend? Hold your horses. Jen and Ben's wedding is next weekend. One of the most common ways that I like to say, are you ready to go? Are you prepared? Is I say, are you ready to roll? Often when I'm leaving the house with my family, I'll say, okay, is everybody ready to roll? This means, are we ready to start moving? Are we ready to leave? You can also say, if you're preparing for a trip, like going to a wedding, are you ready to go to the wedding? Do you have your outfit planned? Do you have your accommodations, like a hotel and a flight ready to go? So ready to roll is exactly like saying, are you prepared or are you ready to go? There are so many horse idioms in the English language. I'm sure there are in many other languages as well, but this is definitely one of the more common ones. When someone says, hold your horses, it means, wait, what did you just say? It's a way to say that you're kind of confused or the person's just moving too fast. You need them to stop and explain. Also, if people are just doing something before you're ready, you can say, hey, hold your horses. I'm not ready yet. So it just means I'm not ready to go or I'm not ready for you to do that. Hold your horses. Did I stutter? Yeah, look at your invitation. Holy moly, you're right. I need a tad bit more time to get ready. Now be careful with this phrase. It's extra spicy, it's a little bit rude, but if you're having a conversation with someone and they ask you to repeat something very obvious that you just said, you can say, did I stutter? This means, did I make it so that you can't understand what I said? It's emphasizing, I said very clearly. So in this conversation, the wedding is next weekend. And instead of just saying, yes, it's next weekend, I said, did I stutter? This means it's very clear it's next weekend. So this phrase has a lot of attitude. It's a little bit rude. So now if someone says to you, did I stutter? You'll know that they're being rude to you. And if you want to be rude to someone, of course you could try to use this phrase as well. Foreigners are often really shocked when they hear that Americans actually use this phrase, holy moly. I think just because it's a play on words, it's rhyming instead of saying another phrase with holy, we just say holy moly, it means we're shocked. In this conversation, the person is so shocked that the wedding is next weekend, they say holy moly. Or you could just simply use this phrase in everyday conversations, like it's very hot out here, holy moly. Or you could say this food is so good, holy moly, this food is so good. It's just a phrase to say how excited or shocked you are by something. Instead of just saying a little bit more, American English speakers will often say a tad more. This phrase is very popular and it's very confusing to foreigners when we say, oh, could I have just a tad? Or you'll say, I need a tad more time to finish this or a tad more time to prepare. A tad means a very small amount. English speakers will say, could I just have a tad more instead of a little bit more? 
My ducks are still not in a row, but that's the reason I was calling you. I bet you're gonna be late for the wedding. Put your money where your mouth is. I'll bet you $5 that I'll be on time. This phrase is so interesting. Instead of saying that you are prepared, you can say, I have my ducks in a row. Or if you want to say, I'm not prepared, you can say, I do not have my ducks in a row. This just comes from the idea that the mother duckling will line up all her little baby ducks before she leaves a pond or any sort of water so that she doesn't lose her little ducklings, her little children. But this is a very cute phrase to use in English to say that you don't have all of your preparations ready. You're not ready for something. So this conversation comes from something that's going on in my life right now. I have a few weddings to go to at the end of the summer for friends. And I just really need to get my ducks in a row. I need to figure out what time my flight is. I need to figure out where my hotel is. I need to figure out what I'm wearing. These are my ducks that I have to get in a row. A really popular slang phrase right now is bet. This means like, I'll bet it's going to happen. But often before this slang phrase was even popular, we'll say, I bet that this is going to happen. Another phrase that Americans use that means sort of the same thing is put your money where your mouth is. So that means if you're going to say that you're going to do something, just bet on it put money on a bet that you're going to do it. So instead of just saying it, instead of putting your mouth, you know, saying it from your mouth, you're putting your money on it and you're saying you're going to do it and you're so sure of it that you would bet money on it. Instead of saying you should bet money on what you just said because you sound so sure, you can say put your money where your mouth is. This is a pretty common phrase. All Americans would know exactly what you mean. Deal. I did want to know what you're wearing for the wedding. Something along the lines of a nice cocktail dress and heels. I still need to square up the details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In the United States, we often have rehearsal dinners before a wedding. So the people that are going to be in the wedding will rehearse the wedding and then they'll have a special dinner that's just for the people in the wedding and very close family. So a friend of mine said that there's a dinner before their wedding this summer. And I said, oh, is this along the lines of a rehearsal dinner? And this phrase, along the lines, it means, is it like? Is it somewhat like? So instead of just saying, is it like this? You can say, is it along the lines of this? This means, is it sort of similar to? So this phrase is really useful. You'll hear it all the time in conversation and you definitely want to know exactly what it means. In this English conversation, the phrase, square up, means to finalize things. I need to square up the details. This means that you need to finalize the details of something. 
There's another use for this phrase, square up, that is somewhat common as well, and most native speakers would know what it means. It means get ready to fight, square up. So get your, your hands up, square up. But more commonly, it's just used to say, prepare or get ready or finalize something. So I just need to square up the details and then everything will be ready. I'm excited for the wedding. I think it will be a picture perfect day for Jen and Ben to get married. I know. Did you hear that Ben just got into a bad water skiing accident? If something looks beautiful and it's just a perfect day, you could say it's picture perfect. So of course, if you're going to a wedding, you're going to want it to be a picture perfect day. You're going to want it to have good weather, everybody's on time, um, everybody looks good, it's picture perfect. So if you want things to look very nice and very beautiful, you can say, I hope they are picture perfect. No, seriously, is he okay? He walked away without a scratch. When you want to say that someone did not get hurt, even though it seems like they would have gotten hurt, you could say they walked away without a scratch. In this conversation, we talk about a bad water skiing accident and the groom, Ben, in the wedding, walked away without a scratch. This means even though he had an accident or something bad happened, he did not get hurt. There was not even a scratch. So this phrase is just commonly used to say that someone was lucky to not get hurt and they were able to walk away from an accident without a scratch. Have you ever heard of the myth that cats have nine lives? This means that cats can get into so many accidents without dying that it feels like they have nine different lives. Often in English, we'll also use this myth as an idiom and we'll say it's like they have nine lives. So it's like they are invincible or they cannot die or they cannot get hurt. You could use this phrase in a funny way too. You could say, I've dropped my phone so many times, but it's like it has nine lives. This means it cannot die or it cannot be completely broken. It's like a cat. They just jump or they just fall and they have nine lives. He needs to stop being so reckless. Don't hold your breath. I've known him for years. He always acts like that. If you strongly believe that something is not going to happen, you can say, don't hold your breath. If you say, don't hold your breath, it means like, don't hold your breath so long for something to happen because you would just die. You would just suffocate if you're holding your breath. Don't wait for it to happen because it's not going to happen. So this is a total idiom. Unless you have this phrase in your first language that you speak, you wouldn't know what this means. If someone says, don't hold your breath, it means don't wait for something to happen because it's incredibly unlikely. And this phrase is often used in a rude way like, uh, don't hold your breath, I don't think they'll do that for you, or I don't think this will happen. Hey, sorry to cut you off, but I've gotta go. Adios, bye. If you are in a conversation with an English speaker and they suddenly just say goodbye or I have to go, they'll often say, I'm sorry to cut you off. This means that I'm sorry to cut off the conversation suddenly or stop the conversation suddenly. Oftentimes when we're driving too, if someone comes into your lane where you're driving and you have to stop suddenly, we'll say they cut me off. So this can be in traffic, they cut you off, or in a conversation, they cut you off. It can be considered rude to cut someone off in the middle of their story 
as I'm sure you know. But this is the exact phrase we use to say that I'm sorry to stop you talking or I'm sorry to interrupt quickly. Thank you guys so much for listening to this English lesson with me. My name's Kayla. You can go to EnglishWithKayla.com for more English lessons or follow me on Instagram at EnglishWithKayla. I hope that you can take these 14 idioms from this English lesson and use them in your daily conversations and you'll definitely hear native English speakers use them as well. I have two more lessons for you on screen that will be super helpful in your English vocabulary and I'll see you in the next lesson. Goodbye!